Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Golden State Killer being caught. In fact, we're going to talk to uh, some of the law enforcement involved. Also, the Kanye, Trump, Chance the Rapper, fracas that's so ridiculous yet amusing. I don't know much about that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, right now, though, uh, it's time to take... uh, Yes? I was going to say, um, I remember when the Penn State uh, story broke that Joe Paterno's coach was, uh, you know, had been molesting boys forever. Or raping them. Um... Uh, and and the number of people that seemed to be aware of it, and then it, it turned out it looked like Penn State had like a, a conspiracy going to allow that sort of thing. And I thought, how could that possibly happen? Well, now it looks like Michigan State had the similar sort of deal where you had multiple people that were okay with this sort of behavior. And for Crazy. more on that and the latest developments, we turn to Lindsay Muckamel of uh, Wood TV, W-O-O-D-TV. She's an investigative reporter uh, talking about the Michigan State culture of uh, sexual you know, deviancy. Uh, Lindsay, w- welcome. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Good. How are you doing? Uh, terrific. So, uh, you know, for folks, I'm sure everybody followed the Larry Nasser thing. He was the gymnastics doctor who victimized many, many young women through the years as the USA gymnastics coach, was also uh, part of the Michigan State uh, apparatus, and then his boss turned out to be a, a sexual predator. 
Um, yeah, uh, that's correct. So uh, now former Dean William Strample was charged last month in connection to this investigation. The Michigan Attorney General's office actually put out a call once they started their investigation into MSU's handling of Nassar saying, hey, if anyone has you know credible information that can help us in this investigation, someone who is not named reached out with allegations against William Strample. And then as they continued to investigate those allegations, all of this stuff came out that he had, you know, groped female students, had tried to solicit nude photos from female medical students, had stashed, um, he had a, a, essentially a stockpile of pornography on his university computer. So he was charged last month, and then just this week on Tuesday, the AG's office also filed a motion saying that two additional women have come forward saying that Mr. Strample had solicited them to act as clinical skills models, which a lot of medical schools have people act, you know, as patients for medical students. And he had four years apart, once in 2002 and 2006, based on these two women's allegations, he paid them in cash to come in, undress, and he would perform, you know, full body exams that they were under the impression was for medical demonstration for students. Uh, unfortunately now, you know, years later, they went to investigators saying something was wrong at the time when they were in their early twenties and didn't think anything of it. Now so, that all of these allegations have come out. So he would, he would put out an ad say, Hey, college girls, come get naked. I'll fill you up and give you a, fill you, fill you up and give you a hundred bucks cash. Yeah. Well, I know, wow. I know the two women, you know, these two women specifically in, in their interview notes laid out in this motion, they said that he contacted them directly. One was, she said she was recruited after meeting him. She actually didn't even go to MSU. She went to Central Michigan University. And he had recruited her after seeing her and meeting her at a conference. Another girl had failed the MCAT and had met with him saying that she still wanted to somehow get into medical school and wanted his advice. And his advice to her was to become this model. And the first instance when he asked her to be, you know, quote-unquote model, it ended up being in a private room. There were no other medical students even around. So that certainly wasn't for demonstration purposes. And then to add on to that, not only did he pay them in cash, he then made wildly inappropriate comments about their body, about their appearance. Right, uh, right. Which are all laid out in in the documents. Taking them out to dinner. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Lindsay, do we have any knowledge of whether um, Nasser... And this uh, other gent, uh, and I use that term loosely, did they did they have an explicit understanding with each other that they are both victimizing women? And isn't this great? And you cover for me, I cover for you. Do we know anything about that? Yeah, we don't know. You know, specifically yet, it hasn't been one hundred percent proven. I can tell you that in amongst the porn that was found on Dean Strample's computer was one video of Nasser doing a quote-unquote exam on a young female athlete. Wow. So given that that was amongst these other pornographic materials, it leads to that question of, okay, why would he keep that with pornography if Strample thought that everything Nasser was doing was medically just right. So the right. Strample scumbag. I mean, it's 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 its own story, and it's and it's interesting, and it when it happens yeah. and that sort of thing. The, the the most interesting part, of course, is 
you know, what was going on at Michigan State? They had two of these people together doing this. I guess that's what we're all trying to figure out. Does this happen everywhere? Right. Did Michigan State do something to attract these people? Did they, did, you know, did they get hired because of that? Did they? I don't, I don't understand what was going on there. Yeah, and it's it's truly baffling. I know from other documents through FOIA that I've received, it is very clear that no one was on the same page um, back in 2014 when the university conducted a Title IX investigation into Nasser that then was closed, but Strample was supposed to basically oversee these new procedures, making sure that someone was in the room with Nasser during these procedures, that he over-explained them. That was never communicated to anyone else who had contact with Nasser on a day-to-day basis. Wow. And that was made pretty clear. At least that's what these people are telling investigators. I was just reading some documents this week. People said that they had no idea basically until Nasser was arrested in 2016, that there were supposed to be these additional steps taken when he was being patient. So, so it certainly yeah. seems like there was this lack of oversight that very well could have played a role in, you know, somewhat enabling this predatory behavior. Well, yeah, I don't want to descend into paranoia in all of our institutions, right. but if you have two layers of predators, um, including uh, this uh, Strample fellow, who's obviously uh, of, of, of high importance there at the institution, mm-hmm. then that permitted some terrible things to go on and on because everybody thought, well, okay, this guy's overseeing uh, Nasser. Lindsay Muckamal of uh, Wood TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Lindsay, we appreciate the report very much. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate your time, guys. Absolutely, yeah. There needs to be some sort of awakening in all of Western civilization about... Uh, institutions or bureaucracies or whatever you want to call it, that they're not what we all think. There's something that goes on in layers of management, whether it's the VA or Michigan State or um, uh, you know, the TSA or name something. Yeah, all of them. Where really, really awful, like the worst things can happen. And they, they uh, Wells Fargo, uh, the worst things can happen, and good people don't aren't able to stop them. Right, right. We I, we just have to recognize that as a fact. Well, we've been banging that gong here f- for a long time. Whether it's the iron law of bureaucracy, or you know, it it dawns on me that there's a tribal mentality that I think takes hold at bureaucracies, where you just after a while you identify yourself with the bureaucracy and you want to protect it. And and you see damage to the bureaucracy as as a bad thing, even if it's so completely undeniably necessary, like, oh, we have child rapists here. Hollywood film studios, I can add to the list. Sure. I mean, there's yeah. so many examples. Yeah. In the last couple of years, we, we, we just need to recognize that we just have a we need to have a completely different view. Of, of what goes on when you have all these different layers of people doing stuff. Right. Well, I think every bureaucracy ought to be viewed with suspicion. Clearly. And and fear, if not outright hostility, and because s- they are hostile to you. And then to, to broaden it, not I guess. Not the people who work there, but... If you get away from horrifying crimes like rape and all that sort of stuff, you could just get down to wasting money and doing a bad job. And it going on without oh, yeah. anybody stopping it. Well, theft's a pretty bad thing. You yeah. know, if you think about it, and these bureaucracies, federal, state, and, and some local, are uh, robbing companies. the hell out of you. Private companies, too, there's, to some there's, extent. Yeah. There's, there's something about Although there's a way we... to bring private companies down. Yeah. There's a way to end them or punish them. There's something that goes on when you get a bunch of people. Um, I don't want to use the word bureaucracy, but maybe that's the only word. But you get a bunch of people working for one organization with different levels. That they aren't accountable. I don't know what, what it is. 
But somebody needs to study this. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. You wouldn't think it'd be possible, but it obviously is. How much proof do you need? Yeah, yeah. That anything can happen, and people will just, they either can't cover it up or don't cover or They can't fix it, or they cover it up or something. I mean, you look at the VA, and you think, can't happen. That's not possible, but it did. Right, right. And if it happened a little bit, you'd think it'd be immediately stamped out, that sort of abuse of vets, that sort of corruption. But no, no, it flourished. How can that be? Answer that question in your mind, and you'll understand why I feel the way I do about bureaucracies mm. and giant government programs. Jack, you used the phrase, anything can happen. Anything can happen in America, including Kanye West coming out for the president, Chance the Rapper backing him up, the left in a tizzy. We'll tell you who the players are and give you the, the, the pregame or something or other. There's a battle royale going on you should know about. And uh, Kim had the giant red ass over this, I understand. Mm, that was insensitively put. She, Kim Kardashian got mad about it, and Trump retweeted Kanye, and she got her <laughs> booty in a knot. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting here with my dragon energy. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. All will become clear coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have you seen a so bad and pretty movie with a style and ease? I'm glad Joe's working in this desk because I must say I uh, I saw your your response and uh, and uh, that's how I became aware of the Kanye West Donald Trump. Twitter thing yesterday. And it goes even beyond that, Jack. I attempted to get into a Twitter war with Kanye West yesterday. (laughs) It was a failed attempt. Um, At any rate, so I've just uh, started to become aware of all of this. Kanye West, who has been... He's a singer? He is a a, a rapper. He's a rather well-known entertainer. Okay. Um, If you don't know who he is, I don't know what to do. What are a couple of his uh, more popular numbers? I believe he was uh, he was uh, Stairway to Heaven and gotcha. Sugar Sugar awesome. were his hits. Also um, wrote Moby Dick. That's right. Uh, so uh, anyway, he's been uh, buddies with Donald Trump for quite some time and has said some sympathetic things about him. I remember when he went to Trump Tower and it was kind of strange and nobody knew why he was there and met with the president for a while. Right. When he was losing his mind on his tour, too, he was constantly referencing oh, right. Donald Trump. Hey, I'm on my right. Donald Trump game. I'm just telling it like it is. Like, right. that was uh, He was doing that a lot, too. And then he also expressed um, some uh, affection for and admiration for a uh, a woman of color who is a non-liberal. What's her name again? Candace Owens. Right. We And she's hot now. She's the hottest thing. Right now. Do okay. we have some tape of her doing her thing? Uh, yes, we do. And yeah, she she was a thing before, and Kanye certainly signal boosted her to make her aware of a lot more people. She's a singer also? Uh, no, she's just a, 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 a political Com- commentator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, here's some of her right now. I think for most people watching Trump run in 2016, something had to wake up inside of you to understand this was a man that was celebrated by the media. They could not get enough of Trump. If you listen to rap and hip-hop music, it, they, they glorified him. Everyone wanted to end up at Mar-a-Lago. They said they were acting like Trump. 
And then the second he ran, he became a racist instantly. So I think in that moment, I understood that racism was being used as a theme and a mechanism to control black Americans um, and that the black community needed mm. new leaders to sort of see them through that complete lie. That uh, is pretty damned interesting. Uh, well, and it's absolutely undeniable, and I've been shouting it for decades. There more? Go ahead. Of course, uh, conservative policies are better for um, uh, the black community. If you think of everything that we've gone through historically, it is because of democratic policies that we are worse off today than we were 60 years ago. And for sure, no one would be foolish enough to say that America is a more racist country today than it was 60 years ago. So what happened? LBJ happened. Um, the Great Society Act happened. Government dependency happened. Welfare happened. All of this happened and came from the Democratic Party. So Kanye, wow. ex- uh, uh, how did I miss her act all these years? Oh well, yeah, and and again, that's why she's hot. She's she's very very smart, and she is finally, you know, saying that what a lot of people are saying. But you know, as a woman of color, it it, it speaks louder, I guess, or it sounds louder coming out of her mouth. Um, and Kanye expressed his admiration for her. At which point the Twitterverse went wild and and uh, Would, accused him of, of many many sins and and evil and being uh, an Uncle Tom and a thousand other things. Is Kanye smarter than I think he is? Any chance of that? I think he has some emotional intelligence that's probably mm. off the tar- charts. I think he yeah. he understands like trends and things like that. It, it, can he process his IQ? I don't know. Like in terms of, I still don't smart, understand not, award shows. I agree with he him on that. He can't process award shows. I agree with him on that. There are a lot of different kinds of intelligence, yes. and he's he's brilliant in some ways and childlike in others. And Maybe that was nobody should ever use the word smart because it's meaningless. Right. Um, uh, is he more? Um, I don't know what the right word is. More academic than I think he is, or something. I mean, is he reading complicated columns about? I'm not aware Past of that. And I, present. I believe he exposes himself to a lot of different ideas. Hmm. Whether he does that through the, the written and word, I don't know. school children. No. <laughs> no <laughs> Jeez, not that, that. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Um, no, I mean, he, he has kids, and he, he likes to uh, have children over. Anyway. Because um, that was some pretty pointy-headed, thoughtful stuff that woman just uh, said. And so Kanye came out and said, "Go, you go, girl, essentially. Links to videos and stuff like that. The left went wild. Then Chance the Rapper, who, like Kanye, is a Chicagoan, who is horrified and disgusted by the state, the actual state of black America, especially Chance, in their home city. Chance does strike me as an academic. He's a very, very bright yeah. guy, yeah, in, in the classic yeah. way. Um, he came out just, was it yesterday, and tweeted... Mm-hmm. Black people don't have to vote Democrat. Yeah, and this seemed very much to be in the reaction to Kanye's original right. tweets of right. saying, yeah. you know, I like Candace Owens. Uh, he did a lot of other stuff about about Trump specifically. Um, and then Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, after the Candace Owens thing, he made like a 20-minute YouTube video talking about this is Kanye breaking free from the 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 group think mentality and that sent hmm. a bunch of people because he retweeted those so now oh now now Kanye's retweeting this Scott Adams guy who's a Trump supporter and people just lost their mind <laughs> the uh, the Chance the Rapper quote specifically uh, the tweet is black people don't have to be Democrats wow what a what an earth shaking mind boggling revolutionary simple declarative sentence that is and and I would argue to my black friends and black detractors and and black American general you are being jobbed. Oh, my God, you are being absolutely defrauded by the Democrat Party. Some of them are, are sincere, and they're just wrong. And, and listen, I'm, I'm a libertarian. I want everybody to have full civil rights and more, more than we have right now. 
But the idea that you are going to be helped by being made dependent on the nanny federal government is is a horrific abuse of a people. And I think it's disgusting. Um, Not to interrupt you. And and I'm sorry, one more point. And this assumption that you all are so dumb that you'll always vote Democrat, no matter how abused you are and how poorly their their great programs work. I just I, 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 I resent it on your behalf. So Kanye West is married to Kim Kardashian, and not to get away from the important conversation, at what point? All right. Did, at what point did his wife slap him down, and he had to apologize? Yes. I, I, do, can you come up with that? Because yeah, so I this actually was, this was my attempt to get into a Twitter war with Kanye West. So this was approximately twenty-one hours to go from Mark. Uh, Kanye West tweeted out, "My wife just called me, and she wanted me to make this clear to everyone. I don't agree with everything Trump does. I don't agree a hundred percent with anyone but myself." Yes. <laughs> So his wife so made his him clarify. Wife makes him tweet. Tell him you don't agree with everything. <laughs> well, maybe nobody agrees with everything anybody says. You gotta tweet it. Tweet that you don't agree with everything Trump does. Unbelievable. <laughs> so this, this and is the, he did. This is the best one. Uh, Twenty-two hours ago. So this may have been the one that put it over the top. Uh, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals, and we have the right to independent thought. We are both dragon energy, and that's the one that Trump retweeted? Yes. And he said, thanks, man. Very cool, or something like that. And for those thoughts, he was just torn apart by the mob. And the parts that were big enough, they set on fire. This because could be, that's what social media is. This could be the beginning of an interesting conversation. I sure as hell hope it is. And by the way, hey, I'm here to admit, Republicans are the lesser of two evils. What's coming up near News Marshal? Well, neighbors weighing in on the man accused of being the Golden State Killer. And Donald Trump now says he's no longer involved in the Russia meddling investigation. We've got those stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Awesome. You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Voice texting my wife as this just occurred to me. Halfway to work, I realized I didn't let Bigsy out. Tell me he didn't eat the rats. Oh boy, Bigsy is our um, our best mouser. Is our our is, is our cattle dog. He's the best mouser we've got. Wow, out in the barn, better than the cats. But we've been keeping him in the laundry room at night because we're afraid. You know, since he, we and we we encourage him to be a good mouser. We got some rats, which are very similar to mice. Fancy rats. Yeah, well, he doesn't know the difference. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I know the difference. Mm. Um, <laughs> the price. Anyway, I forgot to let him out, and he's loose in the house oh, with the rats. Boy. And if the kids oh, get up and, the, oh, and there's boy. rat carcasses and blood oh, everywhere, that's going to be oh, very it. unfortunate. So, uh, on a less earthy note, very briefly, normally we do the freedom loving quote of the day to kick off mailbag at about six uh, twenty in the morning, six fifteen. Uh, but uh, here's a freedom loving quote of the day from Kanye West. I'm looking at his Twitter. Free thinkers don't feel retaliation for your thoughts. The traditional thinkers are only using thoughts and words, but they are in a mental prison. You are free. You've already won. Feel energized. More in love, not fear. Be afraid of nothing. Kanye. Leading what Sean described during the commercials as as perhaps... Uh, another front in the dissolving of the binary political system. Interesting. Well, you got to be one or the other, and you got to scream it all the time, and you got to hate the other side. And then a, a sympathetic tweeter 
tweets, Why is it such a big deal to find out someone isn't a Democrat? You're not allowed to assume someone's gender, but you're allowed to assume their political affiliation? This is 2018. Yes! Huh, that's some interesting stuff. More on that later. Right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, the man authorities say is among the worst serial killers and rapists in U.S. history is a 72-year-old Vietnam War veteran, a former police officer, and a grandfather who lived quietly in a suburban California home in the Sacramento area. Joseph James D'Angelo was described as an odd but decent neighbor. I can't believe he's been that close for that long. This is always a calm and quiet, like, family-friendly area. Other neighbors, though, say he had a quick temper and could often be heard loudly swearing in frustration over landscaping issues or other minor annoyances. The investigators got a break in the case, although they won't say exactly what led to D'Angelo. Sacramento County DA and Marie Schubert saying... This case was really solved through some innovative DNA techniques, and so as a result of that, that led to law enforcement essentially, as the sheriff said yesterday, surveilling him and obtaining a sample of abandoned or discarded DNA, and from there we moved forward and they did additional testing, and that was ultimately what solved this case. So we ha- who do we have on the show? Which for which Sheriff first? Scott Jones of Sacramento right. County. So current sheriff and then former sheriff. The now, yeah. So Pat Oswalt. Um, his wife wrote the book. Right. Maybe you know Patton Walls. He's a hilarious comedian, Patton Oswalt. And then his wife wrote this book where she she just became obsessed with trying to figure out who the Golden State killer was. Right. And he believes she died last year. Um, he believes, and she believed at the time that the she got so into it that the stress and everything sent her off in bad health directions, and that killed her. Tragic. And um, he believes, and a lot of people do including neighbors of this scumbag, that the book helped lead to the capture. Now, the police, some police put out a statement yesterday saying the book had nothing to do with it. Patton Oswalt said, well, the police are never going to want to say anybody other than them had anything to do with it. So I'm not going to get into that back and forth with the sheriffs, but I think it's kind of interesting. Everybody gave credit to uh, Anne-Marie Schubert, the DA of Sacramento County, um for spearheading the the renewed energy put into the case. so um, Because but, of something in the book that just came out, well, though? It's entirely possible, sure. Yeah, now, And I don't say that is a bad thing. It's just I just thought it was interesting that some law enforcement felt the need to come out and say it had nothing to do with the book. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I uh, I actually heard one of the folks at the, uh, the overly long press conference yesterday w- was talking about how important the media and the public were mm, to the investigation. Right. So, right. Well, uh, you know. Uh, there are a lot of people in law enforcement. One person's opinion gets tweeted out. You know, there you go. Mm-hmm. President Trump on Fox and Friends this morning gave a wide-ranging interview saying, among other things, he will not be involved in the special counsel investigation into Russian election meddling, calling it a disgrace. But he adds he may change his mind. They have this witch hunt going on with people in the Justice Department that shouldn't be there. They have a witch hunt against the president of the United States going on. I've taken the position, and I don't have to take this position, and maybe I'll change, that I will not be involved with the Justice Department. I will wait till this is over. It's a total, uh, it, it's all lies, and it's a horrible thing that's going on, a horrible thing. And yet I've accomplished, with all of this going on, more than any president in the first year in our history. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, I wish I'd have heard that whole interview. He does sound fired up. Oh, yes. Yeah. My God, he was just... I happened to flip it on just as it was starting, and I'm driving into work. Yeah. And uh, and listen to the whole thing. And he was just... He was en fuego. 
He was just he was just really feeling pleased with himself and fired up and and then of course their <laughs> their specially designed wigs were on fire on MSNBC afterward in which they were yelling about the various things he said that were not true or questionable or the rest of it um but it was it was a very Trumpian interview. Well, the, well, it was it was a series of monologues. The VA doctor thing might have fired him up because here you choose somebody who Obama loved, couldn't talk more glowingly of, right, and gets torn to shreds because it's Trump's pick. Right. Guy who's had background checked after background check, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Then all of a sudden he's a he's a demon who's not been vetted properly. It's just astonishing. Washington D. Swamp is not a good name for Washington, D.C. It's good, but it's not great, because a swamp has, like, frogs and, and life and fish and, and egrets and the rest of it. Uh, it's sewer. I think sewer is a better description. Maybe quicksand, because it captures I, you and brings you down. I heard this guy got drunk and would use a baby seal to beat to death another baby seal. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know if we can trust him as the head of the VA with that. Signed the reprehensible Senator Tester of Montana. What are you thinking, Montana? How'd you like this loser? Oh, my God. Final note, deliberating juries, or jurors rather, in Bill Cosby's sexual assault case have asked their first question of the judge. The jury returned to the courtroom less than two hours into their deliberations yesterday to ask for the legal definition of consent. The judge said he wasn't able to answer it, telling jurors they've already been given the definitions of the charges they are considering. They are back deliberating again. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I'm thinking that's a good sign for cause. Sounds like they're struggling. Yeah, could be. Um, uh, I heard his lawyer fell asleep yesterday. I think at some point we all did, right? <laughs> During the trial. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. My wife just sent me this picture. The two happy rats oh, cuddling oh, in the cage. They're God. intact. Everything is fine. I have not traumatized my children Good. yet again. Um, day is young. The day is young. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not claiming I want plenty of time. I got more on the uh, job outlook for people graduating high school and college or heading out into the work, work world. It. It's news you can use. It actually is. Yeah. And I've got uh, campus insanity. If we get to it, if not today, we'll get to it t- tomorrow. But America's colleges and universities continue to redefine the term stupid. And the current sheriff in Sacramento County to talk about the capture of the scumbag. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was just trying to remember the stat. <clears throat> I mean, your kids are out there in the uh, world looking for jobs now. My kids are on the other end of it. And the stat that I heard, as I have one kindergartner, uh, a kinder- 60% of the jobs kindergartners will have when they grow up don't exist yet. Wow, that's really uh, telling, thought-provoking. It's very thought-provoking in terms of getting prepared for the jobs that nobody knows what they're going to be. Yeah, you know, kidding. Hey, if you're hiring in Spokane, please email us. I got a fine worker for you. Speaking of kids and employment, well, not kids, offspring. So I got the. Jo- She's an adult. 
good jobs, bad jobs, jobs they're hiring for right now. I got those lists. Maybe I'll get back to that in a little bit. I thought this was interesting. This is a lot of lists that you hear, and a lot of lists that we do are crap. <laughs> a lot of lists that everybody does are crap. Um, do they get us closer to the end of the show? Exactly. Do they give you something to think about other than your life while you're driving to work? The That's sucky, to sucky do. traffic and how much of your life is vanishing in it. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, shouldn't have, probably could have left that wow, unsaid. Wow, jeez, I'd say. Kind of put uh, well, a fine point on well, it. I hate yeah. it. I hate traffic. Yeah. I hate it myself. You know, I've I've gotten pretty good at, and maybe you do that with this program, pretty good at enjoying the period of time I'm driving home or to work. Yeah, and if getting you find something, something you enjoy, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, but this is, they interviewed, this is comes out of Menlo Park, California. This is particularly tech professionals, but I'll bet it applies to all kinds of jobs, where they interviewed tons of CIOs. What's a CIO? Chief Information Officer. Yes, they, they interviewed tons of CIOs who look over resumes and do initial interviews to ask them what disqualifies people. And I thought, now this is something you need to know. Cunning iguana organizer. No, I think I was right the first time. I made up an acronym uh, for my title on this show, and I got it put on our the business cards that they made up for me here. What is it? It's a CCO. I have it on my uh, CCO. Which is Chief Creative Organizer. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, and yeah, it's on my email signature too. I, I smile every time I see it. Um, so ranking in which got the biggest percentage of this will make them ditch your resume. Ah, this is valuable knowledge. I'd say. Number one is frequent job hopping for a non-consultant candidate. So you don't have a job. Uh, I guess if you're a consultant, they feel like that's okay to job, job hop. And that's what a consultant is, I guess. Um, but uh, anything else, frequent job hopping, and they see a long list of jobs that you've had, they, they ditch you immediately. That's the most likely. Interesting. Because hmm. you, know, yeah. you can have reasons for that. They're usually not good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never gotten a call back from a resume that I submitted with a spaghetti sauce stain on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Handwritten in pencil. <laughs> uh, bad formatting, sloppiness, or typos is right below number one. So there you go, the spaghetti stains. They immediately, you didn't even take the time to uh, to proofread it enough. Okay. You got to take care with what you do here, and you didn't with what you did there. Too long or too much unnecessary information. And then my mom enrolled <laughs> me in Girl Scouts, and I kind of liked it, but I kind of didn't, you know. Uh. <laughs> Mm. (laughs) no cover letter should have a second page for instance i haven't done a resume in decades so i never will (laughs) and may never again so i don't know i don't i don't really know what they look like now but although i did uh, volunteer my services as a uh what what, what, safety officer or whatever that is Mm -hmm. do do most people uh just email resumes now you don't like send them Uh, right yeah i think you convey them electronically yes when you show up to the interview it's still common to to bring one with you is it uh, okay at least it's i've seen other people do it and that's what i did when i was last doing it then for the initial interview in-person interview the uh, number one thing that is going to remove you from consideration is excessive flatulence that's hard part (laughs) primary nobody likes it no, it's Nobody. not. I mean, it probably would, but that's not the most common. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I should, I should have let you finish. What if you say, beg your pardon, after every one? Right. Well, that establishes that you are you have couth. You're classy. And gas. And this one, God, I've, I've met these people. It's amazing to me. Speaking negatively about past employers or managers. Mm. Immediately. Just, no. All right. 
So why did you leave your previous job? Well, that boss was a jerk. Because the boss was a jerk. He was an idiot. <laughs> job totally sucked. Just total axe grinder. Had it in for me since day one. Probably because I was so good looking. Yeah, they didn't appreciate me. He had his pets. It was totally that he promoted. unfair. Yeah. That's right. He had his pets. He had his favorites. Who? And, I, and I wouldn't kiss his ass. Exactly. So I There's wasn't a good one. one of them. Yeah. There's a good one. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I've known a number of people stuck below their talents in work life who go on and on about how I'm not going to kiss anybody's ass. All right. There's kissing ass and there's just being nice to someone who controls your life. <laughs> right. I mean, so there's there's varying degrees. Erring to the side of uh, positive interaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor body language, such as no eye contact or a weak handshake. Weak handshake actually finished right below bad Good. mouth in your last boss. Good. Come in there Good with the, firm grip. the limp, wet fish and hand it to them, and they grab your limp fingers and kind of wiggle them around a little. And they're cold and clammy for some reason. Yeah. I knew, I knew a person I'd have to meet at the Christmas party every year, and uh, handshake was was cold. Their hand was cold like a dead person. Right. And, and just hanging there off their wrist and wet. Like they just dunk it in a tank of water. You got to greet them with, <laughs> when did you have the cadaver hand implanted? <laughs> Maybe that what? was it. Maybe that Your was handshake. It. It's as if you're a dead person. <laughs> what? Um, you know, the uh, I've got a you know slight tangent here. The, the not looking people in the eye thing. Um, my daughter, Kate, is mildly autistic. And people like that have a lot of trouble looking people in the eye. Um, and that's... It's unfortunate that people like her are often seen as, you know, unfriendly or hostile or something like that, because that's not it at all. It's a shyness thing. It's a it's so overwhelming thing. I don't Um, really I don't think I ever really have. And I especially shouldn't now with the kind of knowledge on that. I don't think I've judged people that much by not looking me in the eye. Yeah, I'm pretty big on what comes out of your mouth. Maybe it's um, I'm pretty big on that. I judge that a lot. Maybe it's. uh. That I've been hanging out with musicians and actors my whole life, but yeah, I, that's never particularly bothered me. Yeah, maybe it's because I'm in the creative world, so uh-huh. it, would, it doesn't surprise me if I'm talking to somebody who kind of you know looks at the floor. But I'm interested in what shy or whatever, I am yeah. quite interested in what you say. Right. Um, if I'm talking to somebody and their eyes are just deadlocked on mine for the entire time, oh, that freaks me like, out. What do you? Whoa, dude, whoa. Or, Calm down. Or, or, the, or the sort of... This, look away, look away. This turns me off with sales, the salesperson that really thinks the key to it is the eye contact. I get it. You're drilling into my head with your eyes. Knock it off. I'm, I'm either <laughs> buying it or I'm not. Not based on your eyes. Quit looking at me. <laughs> All right. uh, what else? Unprofessional dress, way at the bottom. That wasn't that important. Of course, these are tech CEOs, so that might oh, be specific yeah. to that. Oh, that's, that's a huge influence, I think. But I'll bet it's I not mean, as... If, if this was, uh, you know, Goldman Sachs list, yeah, but it'd I'll be different. I'll bet it's not as big a deal as it used to be, certainly. Um, ineffective explanation of career history, that gets to the frequent job hopping thing. Sure. Why do you Why do you got a five-year gap here? Prison. I was in prison for five years, so that's what, why'd that's you what leave, that gap is. Why'd you leave your uh, your last job? The boss died. Really? Yeah, he did. And he had it coming. <laughs> I mean, it was an accident. More or less. Um, but no clear understanding of the business is uh, right toward the top either. I have so no idea what you do here. What is, are they useful? <laughs> so what do we do here? <laughs> I'm going to be doing what? I just saw a sign. Now hiring is... Uh, <laughs> can I help? You want me to what? <laughs> 
God, I remember one job interview thing I had where there was like a little break, and I went and said I had to go to the bathroom, but I left. And I realized, I realized what the job was going to be. I just oh, walked to my car oh, and went home. Good man. <laughs> Howdy. Let's not waste anybody's time here. Scott Jones, the Sacramento County Sheriff, next Armstrong and Getty Show. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.